Hey, hey, Kyle, come on. Well, hello and welcome to the Bottom Line We podcast, where we like to spend some time discussing issues, ideas, and challenges in the title and real estate industry. I'm Ann Allard, and today we're going to change things up a little bit and dive into the concepts of Liz Wiseman's New York Times bestselling book, The Impact Player, How to Take the Lead, Play Bigger, and Multiply Your Impact. Joining me today is my colleague from Agency University, Joe Elvis, and Joe is a very enthusiastic advocate for creating positive cultures in the workplace, and from what I hear from him, he's a huge fan of this book. Joe, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, Anne. And and yeah, you're right. I I love positive corporate culture, and I got a big kick out of this book. Great. Well, as as we just mentioned, the book um, is on one of your favorite lists. Um, I personally haven't had an opportunity yet to read it, but I will say that I have done a little googling, and I yeah. learned that the. That, I learned a little bit about the book. It categorizes team members, interestingly, as either impactors or contributors. So I thought that would be a great place to start. Can you tell us what an impactor is and what a contributor is? Fair enough. Um, so I want to be clear. Uh, in in every organization and every company on every team, you, you would certainly hope that, that everybody is contributing to production, to growth, to positive culture. What the book does is, you know, Liz, Liz Wiseman, the author did a fabulous job of, of researching large companies, small companies, big CEOs, us, mm-hmm. everybody to mm-hmm. find who they define, who they mm-hmm. decided were the real players that just went above and beyond really made an impact. And so to, to define the two, a contributor, a good contributor, a great contributor is somebody who does their job, does it well, can be relied upon. I mean, it's, it's generally considered a good or great employee. Impactors are just the ones that give you that 1% more that go just a little above and beyond, who stand out and noticeably make a difference on their team, to their company, to their managers and supervisors. Well, it sounds to me like both impactors and contributors are both vitally important to a company's success and to their culture. Um, but I get the sense that um, there there are differences in how they contribute or how they impact uh, the company's business and their overall success. So I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how that could apply in our industry, maybe some examples on how it might look at a title agent's office or even at a lender's office um, or perhaps even an underwriter environment. Okay. Uh, I mean, so certainly the way the way it really is defined, it's the ways that impact players perceive the job, the way they communicate about the job, the way they think about the job. I mean, so the basic categorization is a contributor will do their job. They will, they, there is their role. Their role is defined. They have their lane, so to speak, and they're going to stay in it and do it well. Whereas an impactor will see things that need to be fixed, see ways of doing things a little bit better, communicate more effectively, or just think about, you know, what could I do to make this a little, a little better, a little more thorough, a little, a little more surprise, kind of like a, a, a 
to tie it into wow customer service. They look for those wow opportunities. So in, in for example, um, all of those industries you mentioned, there's a great example from the book that talks about uh, the copy machine. Anyone here ever have a copy machine that's broken down? I know I have. Everyone's been in an office where the copiers on Fritz. But there happens to be another one down the hall. So a contributor will understand they have to get their job done. They need to get it done now as quickly as they can. So when they go to the first copy machine, realize it's on Fritz. And they're going to take their project, run down to the next hall, get the job done, keep the train rolling. They're, they're doing what they should be doing, of course. Right. But an impact player will stop for five, maybe ten minutes and go, okay, I need to get this fixed because not only is it going to make my job easier down the road, but it's going to make everybody's job easier instead of having to walk 25, 50 yards down to the other side of the building or down the hall to get it fixed, they could come here and get it done. So I'm just going to make the phone call to this mechanic whose number is right here on the machine and get them in here to get it fixed. And then I'll go down the hall and do my job. Cool. So one of the first things she talks about is they're, they're what you would call a fixer. They see things that need to be done and they don't play to the workaround. They just handle the problem, get it fixed, not only for themselves, but for everybody on the team. Very interesting. It sounds to me like an impactor is also a contributor, but a contributor might not be an impactor. Is is that pretty much sum it up? Very well said. Uh, very, very well said. Uh, a, an impactor certainly not only does their job, but they look yeah. at ways to make it better, to, again, con- contribute to the benefit of everybody. Yeah. I like contributor... Is going to do their job. They're going to do it well, but they're not. They're worried about what their their responsibility is. Whereas an impactor kind of goes, you know, I can fix this for everybody. I can make this better for the whole team. That's what I'm going to do. I got it. I got it. So let's take a couple of minutes and talk because I know you've talked about this book a lot when you and I have had an opportunity sure. to um, to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Talk, I just wondered if you talk a little bit about what kind of an impact this book had on you personally. How has it affected the way you um, impact or contribute to the team that you're on? Well, I mean, it it certainly gives you perspective. You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of habits that we all have at work. There's certain skills we've developed. But what I love about books like Liz Wiseman's book, definition of the way you think, the way you act, giving giving titles to ah. actions that you have, using terminology to finally like name and label something always helps. So one of the ways that it's helped me when it comes to feedback, impact players thrive on feedback. They will work on a project, take it to their, their mentor, their supervisor, and go, hey, here's where I'm at. What do you think? And the beauty of being an impact player is that you don't you don't take things personally. You, you, the critiques, well, you expect critiques, you expect feedback. It's not always positive because, you know, Joe, this is really good, but God, you, you really could sharpen A, B, and C. You, you might want to consider changing this section. You might want to add this or subtract that. And an impact player says, oh, okay, great. I'll, I'll go do that. No problem. I thank you for your, your input. Whereas sometimes, what, and before, and I used to be guilty of this, you know, sometimes you take it personally. You go, oh, you don't like my work. It's, oh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a slight towards what I've created. Whereas now I look at it as, oh, wow, that, that's really good feedback. I didn't think of that. I didn't see that. Now I'll go and I'll make that better based on your input. 
and I'll bring back something better. I love it. That's that's terrific. Yeah. Um, thanks. Um, what about concepts? Were there any key concepts or ideas from the book that stood out the most to you? I mean, certainly the one about the one about feedback, about doing that. But there were so many other concepts in there. Um, the best one, getting back to culture, uh, one of, there are five concepts in Liz's books. A number in Liz Wiseman's book, and number five is make work light. Make and work. that make work okay. light. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm, is, I'm a lot of orders <laughs> on this one. <laughs> what I love about make work light is, you know, when we talk about culture and we talk about company design, so often we focus on the toxic person on, on, on the team and the company that where it's like, oh my gosh, he's here again. Today is going to be rough. This person, you know, they just, there's a negative to it, but impact players are the ones who make work light. They're the person that walks into the office, walks into the room and everybody goes, oh great. They're here. It's going to make, it's going to be a better day. They're on the project. We're going to get this done. It's going to be great. And so there, there's something to be said about impact players who see teammates who need help. They jump in, no questions asked. They roll up their sleeves. They're here to help. They see people struggling, either you know emotionally or overwhelmed with work, and they're the ones who ask, "How can I help? What can I do? How can I make this better?" They are the players on the team who want to make it better for everybody, who want to help get things done. They make work a game. They they tie into that you know gamification, as our good friend Denise McBride likes to call it. Sometimes you can take a project, make a game out of it and see how quickly we can get this done, get it done well and kind of play into that uh, sense of competition that many of us have to work through a tedious project. And that's that's a key thing for impact players is they make work fun. They make work light. They're the people you smile when they walk in the door knowing, that, okay, they're here today is going to be a good day. Just see. I, I think you, you mentioned in one of our conversations that one of the one of the big takeaways in the book is about mindset. So, can you talk a little bit about that? how How does she um uh, how does she, how does she unpack that? Um, I mean, we've heard the term growth mindset many many times uh, from many different sources, and and that is a big thing. That is a major cornerstone to being an impact player is that you you want to learn, you ask the questions, you get the answers, you get the feedback. You you're always trying to see the bigger picture. And that's one of the things, one of the components of being an impact player that Liz Wiseman talks about is you certainly have your role. You were, you were hired to do a job. You have a job description, your role, but what is the bigger company picture? What is the big team goals? What is the company goals? How do you align what you're doing with that? How do you see the bigger picture and know that, well, this is my role. But if I align what I'm doing with what our company goals are, what our team goals are, I think that can better align the whole project of the product of what I'm going to deliver aligns better with the company. And and in that vein, we um, one of the times we were talking about it, one of the things that they like to do is make make the job easier for the next person. So much in our industry, you know, a, a file comes through. And it, it lands on many desks, as we like to say. That well, file is going to touch many, many people. Well, a contributor will do their do their job. They'll get done what they need to get done. They'll they'll call in the demands. They'll make the connections. They'll fill the file. They'll do the research and then hand it off to the next person. 
right? They did their job. They, yeah. That's totally yeah. fine. But an impact player will go, you know, if I do one more thing here, if if I tie this up better, maybe I'll even when I have a moment, go ask the next person on the <laughs> assembly line, for lack of a better word, hey, would it be better for you if I did X, Y, Z on the file or I was able to, to make it really easy transition a quick handoff? Would that make it better? And you'll Ooh. find that nine times out of 10, yes, the people down the line for me were like, oh yeah, that would make it so much better for me if it came prepared this way or that way. And right. in our industry, I, I've seen that many, many times where asking a question, getting others feedback and opinion of what, what could I do to make this better? Constantly growing this is the philosophy of this whole book is how do you, how do you always try and be 1% better? Interesting. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when I think back to my days of um, closing, closing work, we all have our own style and our own preferred way of packaging up a file. Um, and geez, it's interesting because I never would have thought about um, how could I make it better for the next person in the, as you say, the assembly line, I'm doing it to make sure that I've dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's and not really thinking about what's coming next. That's interesting. You know, it, it's, there is something to that. And I think that that yeah. plays into, um, you know, customer yeah. service is, is not only in external, but internal. So there was a team I, I, I used to work on. We were, we were responsible for hyperlinking the, the title reports, you know, they, they come digitally and yeah. they have, so I was back in my early days in the industry, I was on a team hyperlinking the reports very tedious job but we yeah. made it fun Sounds like we a load it. of fun joe <laughs> oh it was a good good time um but you know our our manager of that department was an impact player and what okay. she did was she would ask the the processors the, the closers that said you know we're going to get this for you to give to your clients how do they how would they like yeah. that it's would they like certain things hyperlinked would they like it a certain package do you want it you know, what time is the best time of day to deliver these to you? I mean, just these little questions that she would ask, you know, the next person who's going to get this package and, oh, the the praise that she would get, our department would get of, wow, how we're making them look good because by the time they got the package, it was, it was perfect. It was exactly what everybody wanted. And then to me, that's a great example from our industry of, Right. Thinking ahead, thinking down the line. Don't just think of what's on your plate. Think of what's happening in the whole. Great examples. So I'm curious to know, did you find any aspects of this book challenging to maybe your existing beliefs or mm -hmm. did it give you any new perspective on anything? Um, you know, I liked, I was challenged by the concept of of moving targets of so the idea of of moving targets is that a lot of times you know goals change and i think we've all seen that you know you start a project and there's there's one demand for it to be this way and then you get working on it and then somebody sees you know an update of where we're at and they go ah you know i think we want to shift you know i think we want to go this way with this project now or i want to go that way and all of a sudden we it, it's what liz wiseman calls a moving target that, okay, our, our demand has changed, our goal has changed, our completion has changed. Okay. And that has always been something for me that, that was a challenge because you get, I, 
you know, I think of my personality type, I'm, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of an eagle. And when I set my sights on doing something a certain way, I like to do it that way. And when things right. pivot, you have to go, okay, okay. All right, let's, let's refocus. Let's go back to the growth mindset. Let's ask the questions. Let's ask new questions. What are we thinking? Why are we thinking that we want to change that and, and, and pivot in this new direction and okay, let's be nimble. Let's be flexible and let's do that. And for me, that was, that was probably the, the more challenging out of all the other aspects that Liz talks about is to go moving targets. How do we shift? When the project changes, when the demand changes, when now we're going in a different direction, when we've been working so hard to to complete what we originally set out to do, and I, to, to me personally, yeah, that was that was more of the challenging aspects to to understand that process. You know, another thing that I'm curious about is I can almost visualize, you know, the story you told about the copy machine, for example. You can almost <laughs> see how the dynamics work when you're in the office. So. How, how does somebody become an impact player when so many of us are working remotely today? Um, is oh, it possible? Hi. And, you know, just wonder what you thought about that. Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, let, let's let's remove the copy machine and make it um, like a, a Teams chat channel or, um, you know, we all use an instant messenger format. We use Teams uh, in our department. There, There's many other out there. There's Slack. There's all these other Okay, well, what if what if there's something in there that that somebody's not using that channel right, or there's some glitch going on in there? What would it take for us to to make it a ticket? Reach out to the you know the helpline, say hey, something's going on here, or have a private conversation with a teammate that says you know it, it works better if you do it this way, ABC. It would be easier on a team. I'm not calling you out in front of everybody. We're having a one on one. I'm just letting you know that it would be easier for all of us if you did it this way. So I think it, it still comes down to the way you look at your job, the way you communicate about your job, and the way you think about the collective, about the, the big picture, and yeah. even working remote. I mean, there's still projects that we have to all contribute on. Let's ask the questions, let's learn, and let's grow. I, I think it, it's still universal, just because we're not at the copy machine. Yeah. <laughs> or refilling the water bottle in the in the kitchen that everyone walks around. Right. That was always my favorite at some of the big offices I used to work in. We can yeah. still have an impact by being the person that wants it to be better for everybody, that right. wants to grow, that wants to make it work, wants to make work light. Excellent. All right. Well, before I let you go, I just had one other question. Um, what about leadership and teamwork? Did, did the book have any influence or change your perspective on on these roles? Or can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say leadership. Um, one of the big sections on here uh, is what she calls step up and step back. So oh, when you see something that needs to be done that is not being done along the lines of the coffee machine, but maybe larger, there's a larger project that nobody is stepping up to take the lead on. An impact player will go, all right, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take point here. I'm going to assemble the troops. I'm going to figure out the strategy and what we're going to do. And then once I get the ball rolling and I find the right people to do the jobs that I'm not so great at, but right. I know like, for example, and I like, you're great at this. I'm going to get the ball rolling. I'm going to bring you in and I'm going to let you take over on this aspect of this project. That's exactly what she's talking about. Step up, but step back. True leadership 
is about leading by example, but also giving people the bandwidth and the the confidence and encouragement to lead themselves. So I think that that's a great section of the book that talks about that. There is a whole section towards the back that talks about this specifically for leadership and how to grow leaders. And I mean, I think all of us, if leadership is or, or is not what your goal is or you know what you're chasing oh, in your career, there's some great aspects in this book that just, again, thinking about the big picture, how do we help each other? How do we lead by example? I mean, I, I can't see any anybody, this book being detrimental to anybody who wants to be a leader or wants to grow and become, even, even just becoming a great contributor, this book can help you do more. Great. I love that step up and step back. Uh, I got to write that one down. That's really great. Well, I think we're just about out of time here today, Joe. So you got to give us the bottom line on this book. Um, go find it and read it. Um, great ideas, great examples. I mean, again, even if you're just trying to be 1% better every day, this That's book awesome. gives some great ideas, some great thought towards how you can do it. Like actual examples of what we can all do every day <laughs> on a team and work to just make a bigger impact. Well, I think it's a great, um, book club read for a team even. Just based oh, on what I, we're sharing here. Yeah, yeah. I could agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, Joe, thanks again for spending some time with me. This was really interesting, and I am going to run out and get that book before the end of this day because you've really um, piqued my curiosity on this one. And to our audience, thanks again for taking the time to join us. And as we always like to say at Aegis University, we hope you continue to learn, grow, and prosper.